Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. All right, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. <clears throat> All right, Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve coming to you, and across the table from me is the esteemed exploding unicorn James Breakwell. He was actually named captain of the U.S. Olympic sarcasm team for the 2018 Games. That's how important he is. Is this your nice thing about me, or is no. this a random aside? No, that's just a random aside. Welcome to Wrong and Wronger, everybody, where James and I get a lot of confused looks toward each other when we try to interpret long, pregnant pauses and trying to decide <laughs> if we need to jump in or not. We argue about things. Well, actually, we argue about just about anything, but we do have a specific topic each week, and I mention the U.S. Olympic sarcasm team because our topic this week, if I'm not mistaken, James, involves sports. Yes, football versus baseball. Foot, ooh, this is one of the most favorite barroom debates, debates of people like you who like beer everywhere. <laughs> not people who like wine, though. People who like wine would not enjoy either of these sports. It's a rule. Well, another rule that we adhere to, despite our relative discomfort in doing it, is to exchange pleasantries, positive statements about each other before we engage in Mortal Kombat is the worst part of my week by far not gonna lie but i do have something nice to say about you again this week and every week i have to i have to dig deeper so much deeper it's just (laughs) there's not a lot there but i want to congratulate you there's something about you i didn't know i went the other day and checked your imdb page i found out you were an extra from fellowship of the rings and the lord of the rings trilogy you were a hobbit in the background i had no idea and then the crazy part is they didn't have to change your wardrobe or give you makeup. It just They just put you out there and you fit right in. You know, the funny thing is I was actually auditioning for Dead Orc number 33. <laughs> and uh, when I sort of wandered onto the set, someone looked at me and immediately tagged me as, you're going to be background Hobbit. I don't know how it all works, but that was uh, that's a true story. It's something good to tell your kids, though. You see the, see the ugly hobbit in the background? That's oh, daddy right there. I have remarkably unhairy feet, though, so they had to put a little bit of prosthetic on the feet. CGI hair. That's always rough. The <laughs> blow to the, the, the self-esteem. I looked like uh, Sully from uh, Monsters, Inc. <laughs> All right. No, that's you, actually. If you painted Sully brown, that would be the unicorn. All right. Uh, Something nice about James Breakwell, I'm actually going to have him fill a little more time talking because we are almost into October, and October is a big month for you, my friend. Let me pull the curtain back on real life for a second and say, you've got a big launch coming in October, and I want you to take a minute and tell people what's going on. Ooh, you are going to let me shamelessly plug my book as opposed to the rest of this podcast, which is also pretty much 100% shameless plugging, (laughs) (laughs) plugging within the plug. We're in an inception here, but I do. I I have a book coming up, Only Dead on the Inside, A Parent's Guide to Surviving the Zombie Apocalypse. And if, unlike Steve, you love your children and want them to survive the apocalypse, (laughs) you need to read this book. It's got great advice in there on what to do. Every other parenting survival guide, or every other survival guide out there, they assume you're like this young, fit millennial with all these skills, unencumbered by a family, but 
But what about the rest of us? What if you got you haven't been to the gym in you know a decade or two, and you're a tad out of shape, and you got three or four or ten munchkins to drag along with you through the apocalypse? Twenty seven, right? They're, yeah, they're not going to be happy. So that's what this book is about. And it's a comedy book. And I've had people all the time say to me, like, well, I would love to buy your book, but I'm not a parent. It's like, well, you read my tweets. You read them every week and you're not a parent. If you like the tweets, you'll like the book. Uh, and it even comes with the money back guarantee. Uh, if you read the book and you die in a zombie attack, I will refund your money. So you either live or you get your money back. I mean, it's a it's a win-win. How many authors have the courage? I, I, I dare I, you know, I don't trot out the word hero very often. <laughs> but I'm going to apply it to you. How many heroes give that kind of ironclad money back guarantee? I'll tell you exactly how many. Zero. Zero. That's how many. That is exactly right. All right. So we are going, oh, well, how can people, uh, I guess we're still, let's see, this is going to air the last week of September. They've got a couple of weeks to pre-order the book. Just give a quick shout out to where they can go. Yes, you can order it on uh, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. You can order uh, if you're in Canada, Indigo. Uh, the uh, the uh, the electronic book is available everywhere. And uh, actually, if you order it online, uh, this isn't exactly Harry Potter. They're not going to hold it. So <laughs> order it. It's in the warehouse. They'll probably ship it out to you early. Outstanding. And uh, buy the book. I, there are many people who I could be co-hosting a podcast with, and only one has Unicorn in his name. So I'll just <laughs> I'll say that about you, too. Let, let, let's be honest. How many other people here have asked to do a co-host with you? Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's lay the numbers on the table. That Well, see, that's giving me a compliment, and I don't know if you want to do two in the same show. Uh-oh, uh-oh. That, that is a true mistake. <laughs> Little uh, behind the curtain again. You did seek me out to do this wrong and wronger show. I did. I I did a podcast with you on your other one, the commute, and uh, I enjoyed it. And you made me look good. And I thought I need somebody who makes me look good all the time by not being as good as me. <laughs> all right. Well, your wife's ca- your wife's check didn't cash. I'm not sure what happened with the transaction there, but she she's going to have to resend that money. All right, I have a quarter that has Guam on one side, and we have affectionately labeled this one in Journey to Studios as the Guam Quarter of Fate. And this quarter determines which side, football or baseball, you, sir, will be arguing. Yes. If it is heads up, I will argue football, and if it is tails up, I will argue baseball. Fair enough. All right. Quarter of Fate is launched. Dad, come it. I catch this about one out of every three times. I got to dig it out with my foot now. Hold on. Had I known your coin-flipping prowess, I definitely would have asked somebody else to be my co-host. Golly. I do slide around the chair a little bit without pants, so that works. Oh, you worked it in. I thought you were going to miss another one. Ah. <laughs> All right. It is tails, actually. So baseball is going to be your deal this time. Whoa, whoa. Full yeah. disclosure, um, the first article I ever had published, it went out in Reader's Digest. And it was originally titled... Why baseball is not a sport, but uh, I was wrong. I'm going to to recant my earliest work because baseball is the greatest sport of all time. 
And here's why. I mean, the Cubs just won the World Series. Yeah. That happens once every 108 years. How exciting <laughs> is that to how much, have that much history of futility to look back on and to overcome it? I mean, I, every other thing where you lose that much, you just keep losing. But they, they did it. They came back. And you just can't get that kind of story in football. It hasn't been as round as long. It's not as connected to the American past. I just... There's not as much there to fall back on. I I don't really see how this is arguing in favor of baseball, but okay. You don't think you don't think that the greatness of overcoming <laughs> adversity that that storyline 108 years in the making it's people went to their graves without seeing the Cubs win. It was I guess, and you you live further south than I do, so maybe it's not as big of a deal where you are. Like I don't I don't watch baseball, even though it apparently is the greatest sport of all time. You grew but up around in Indiana, here, you're Cubs people. Yeah, we are. I, yeah, I, I, personally, I you know I I didn't because I was mistaken in not loving baseball as much as I should. But everybody around here, they just had this forlorn hope. It was almost Lord of the Rings esque, like looking back to a forgotten ancient history back when Ents walked the earth and the Cubs were the champions. Like, and that day could come again. The sword that was broken will be reforged, and and then it happened. It was the prophecy coming through. And, and in football, I mean. Uh, let's just talk about what's wrong with football here. I've told you why why the what? baseball history. But, but football, first of all, it's not even going to be a sport in a few years. I mean, they keep they keep changing it. The numbers are going down, and everybody who plays it gets concussions. Like people aren't even letting their kids play it anymore. It's so brutal. He's got a friend who played it for one year, and he still limps, and it's just like he's thirty now. And <laughs> and yet. Still, the number one sports television cell in history, in the world, probably more than soccer, because a lot of people in third world countries don't have TVs, I guess. I don't know. But football is king in America. It's taken over not only Sunday, but Sunday evenings. It took over Mondays, and now it has taken over Thursdays. There's two games on Sunday night, two games on Monday night, two games Thursday night, and I don't even know how many are left for on Sunday. Everyone loves NFL football. People in the South, by the way, way they have to work the word football into a sentence as an adjective as many times as humanly possible to show just how football oriented they are they'll be saying and then uh, the football player on the football team grabs the football during a football game on the football field and and they, they they use that word over and over because people just lap that stuff up they drink it in like your beloved beer several times a week there's people that like are having seizures waiting for the nfl season to kick off they just can't wait and it just did and so there's a national relief of oh football is back you don't get that with baseball football things are moving man baseball uh, people they they take uh, like uh, sudoku puzzles with them to do during the baseball game they're they're going to get a sunburn sitting out there in the bleachers football it's perfect weather people put on their jackets their hoodies that have the team logo on them and they have a great time tailgating in the parking lot before and after football is great Football doesn't even know what it's supposed to be called. Baseball, okay, there's bases in a ball. Makes perfect sense. (laughs) Football, there's already a sport called football where you kick a ball with your foot all the time, every time. It's the one action you take. Makes perfect sense. Rest of the world is football. Here we call it soccer because football already took the name football. And your foot comes in contact with the ball very, very seldom in football. 
how are the you name, going? You're attacking the name? This is what yes, you've been reduced to? It doesn't even make sense. Also, how great can a game be when they completely rewrite the rules every other year? They make you it know, better one year and you better catch the and ball better. And you get pushed out and they, they, oh, we'll just, you know, we'll give you the catch and we'll call it here. Then they change it the next year. There's no force out. And they can't, they can't for the life of them de- decide what a catch is. Somebody gets the ball and goes and rolls around three times, and a referee has to go under the hood and confer with six referees in New York and consult a thousand-page rule book to see if, in fact, he did or did not catch the ball. What kind of a sport is that? That's not a sport. That's a jury hearing. So you're telling me. One of the problems is that they keep updating the rules. Aren't you the man who argued with me when it came to toilet paper's proper installation? When I said to you, the patent is written for it to go, oh, uh, well, now I can't even remember because it didn't matter, like <laughs> many of our arguments. You were arguing. But your whole point was, no, it has to evolve over time to be relevant with the current status quo, and that's what football is. Baseball is using rules that I think the Egyptians wrote in hieroglyphics back in 1355 B.C. That's why people can't stand baseball anymore and when it comes to names why do you call it tennis who the hell knows it's tennis (laughs) but it's not taking the name from something else if they called it headball i would have a problem with tennis but it's not you call football football and it's not what it does uh as for as for toilet paper switching yes they switched from from one way to the other way, they made exactly one change. If they were still like <laughs> changing the patent and swirling it around in a big vortex of toilet paper, I'd take issue with that as well. But the fundamental parts of the game are and okay, let's talk about let's talk about commercial breaks. I mean, they they're losing viewers and they're trying desperately. Well, maybe we don't need seventy five commercial breaks an hour. You score a touchdown, commercial break, extra point, commercial break, injury, commercial break, blow your nose, commercial break. I mean, it's just, it's commercials with a tiny, tiny bit of football squeezed in there. And there's so little football that what football there is, they have to show you twice. Guy does a one-yard run, gets stuffed and moved backwards. Let's say a replay of that again. Like, I don't need to see a 300-pound man run into a 300-pound man a second time in slow motion. It's, I saw what happened, nothing. You know, the beautiful thing about football is that we don't sit there and perseverate on a guy trying to adjust his cup over and over again. And that's what people in the stands end up doing. And that's why they end up just staring at the sun, praying for blindness. That football, you have stuff moving and shaking on the field. Football, too, requires absolutely zero skill to play. And that makes it universally appealing because kids of all ages, adults of all ages, they can get out there and play. Play a game of football and still have fun. I, I have never heard an otter point come from a human <laughs> being. You think you think football takes no athletic ability? I, first of all, it's not true. But second of all, you're arguing that as a point in its favor. See, I, have you? You're not have even you listening to, play tackle to me. Football you're as not even listening to me. I said it takes no skill, not no athletic ability. <laughs> they're, they're very close to the same thing. Um, have you ever tried to play tackle football as an adult? I have. Oh, and be honest with me. Was it the worst pain you've been in in your entire life? Uh, By playing as an adult, I'm referring to the mid to late 80s when I was in my early 20s. And yes and yes is the answer to any other (laughs) follow-up question that you're about to lay on I also played in my mid-20s. My buddy said, oh, yeah, and he was up in Wisconsin. Every year we play this game of tackle football before Thanksgiving. He thought, yeah, this sounds awesome. And we went up there, and it was, first of all, after about four plays, we were exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have to like sprint full speed from a stop and after a while you just don't care it's like just just 
just throw the ball to the other team. Just make it stop. And then you get tackled, and it doesn't even hurt so bad that day. No. But the next day, we got in a car and drove back nine hours without any stops, and we stood up, and we all groaned at the same moment. My knees had (laughs) swollen to three times their normal size, and for three days, I couldn't walk right. This game is supposed to be fun. Now, can you imagine those football players, those professional football players in their early to mid-30s, how many pills they must take, how many injections it must take for them to go and be run over by other giant, you know, fit human beings with ill will towards them and to get out there and do it again week after week? Like, it's a miracle they're not all dead. I know. It's fantastic. (laughs) But it takes no skill. It's just strength and speed. That's all football is. The only two times my nose has been broken has been playing tackle football as an adult. Once I got punched on purpose and once I got punched by accident. <laughs> same guy, same day, I hope. <laughs> no, different guys, different years, different levels of injury, too. <laughs> which, That's which what, makes, worse. <laughs> what makes football great, that you have stories. You just gave me a 27-minute anecdote, one for each child that you have, about going up to Appleton, the Fox River Valley, and or, and playing football on Thanksgiving. It's a, it was a horror story. It you brings everybody together. This. I did it's because I followed up on it. It ended so many friendships that day. It's like, I could never come back here. You people are insane. You can't tell baseball stories because you're comatose through the half the game. Oh, it's baseball is the sport you can anybody can enjoy. You want to not be a universally enjoyable sport, wiffle ball. Have you played wiffle ball? A variation of baseball. You can play it with two people it, easily. You throw the ball to each other. You smack it for a home run every time. You have ghost runners on base. It's a great time, and nobody breaks their noses. Like there's there's <laughs> well, still a feeder system of people going into uh, going into uh, baseball. Like football is drying up. Nobody wants to let their kids play football anymore. Uh, even like Tim Tebow, the ba- the great football player from the South, he's playing baseball now. He's God's chosen athlete, and where is he at? It's not in the football field. What's that tell you? Career two twenty hitter at single A. That's all I have to say about <laughs> Tim Tebow. Just wait for the miracles to come. <laughs> And you can break your nose playing baseball if my buddy Brad continues to antagonize one of the murder twins during the game, which is what happened the first time. We got to get, we are so late right now. Like, our wives are going to be calling, looking for us, calling emergency rooms, the highway patrol, wondering if we got into some kind of accident. I got to end this thing. Oh, thank goodness. I'm so tired of you being wrong. I'm so tired of just blowing right past that and assuming that I'm correct. (laughs) Tell us what you think. If you have any opinion or give one hoot about what we're talking about today, get in touch with us on Twitter. James is at Exploding Unicorn, and I don't even give you the address because you're following him anyway. I'm at Steve Olivas. Steve is with a V, and so is Olivas, O-L-I-V-A-S. Dad, put two Vs together, you get a W. I want you to take a little time and think about that one. Unicorn is also, he's got a fan page on Facebook. Follow and like that one. That's at Exploding Unicorn, just the way they taught you in third grade. Exploding is with the E. We're going to come back to you next week. And go through the archive if you haven't listened to all of our shows, because there is some, it's like mining for gold, panning for gold through that. There is some comedy gems in there. Until next week, what are we going to talk about next week, James? Someday I'm going to say a topic and it's going to screw up your whole bit. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever do come up with a topic, I'll at least have a topic. Until then, this is Steve Olivas for James Breakwell saying thank you for listening, everybody.